Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the king of khaki himself, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. Here's the deal. We love the trumpet. We love the trumpet so much we started an entire federation. And we know that you love the trumpet and that you love it so much that, well, we started an entire federation. So get on over to www.worldtrumpetfederation.com to learn the truth about trumpet. We are inviting you to participate in this journey with us by checking out the website, of course, listening to The Open Bell, and by sending us an email at theopenbell at gmail.com. Come on, be part of the conversation. People are talking. You should be one of them. If you already are a regular listener and a loyal listener, we thank you for that. If you're new to The Open Bell, we are glad you are here and invite you to stick around for all the truth about Trumpet. And by Dylan Music. I'm sure my students think I sound like the proverbial broken record. I need a horn. Call Dylan and ask for Jim McCombs. I need a case. Call Dylan and ask for Jim McCombs. I need accessories and other stuff that I don't even know I need. You guessed it. Call Dylan Music and ask for Jim McCombs. It's exhausting, really. But also a great luxury as a trumpet player to know we can pick up the phone, talk to a knowledgeable human being on the other end that also plays the trumpet, and who has access to all the gear and information you need. That luxury is Dylan Music in Woodbridge, New Jersey. You can call 732-635-3399 or go to www.dylanmusic.com and get all the help you need. And if you use that promo code OPENBELL5, you will get 5% off of all your accessories. Dylan Music, musicians helping musicians since 1992. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments. Warming up, couple things, and no offense, we use these segments to kindle, kick, kiss, and knead information that we believe should be known by keen, kind-hearted, and nightly, no offense to you personally, Brian, trumpeters. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chopsaver, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dan Gosling. You know, changing to Chopsaver can be scary, Paige, but you have to give it a try, <laughs> Paige. You have to let go of those massive amounts of petroleum, Paige. Stop the madness, this badness. Stop holding it back. You know, because the snow glows white on the mountain tonight, not a Oh my! To be seen, oh, a kingdom word. of isolation, and it looks like you're the queen. The wind is howling like a swirling storm inside. Couldn't keep it in. Heaven knows I tried. Don't let them in. Don't let them see. <laughs> be the good girl you can always have to be. Conceal. Don't feel. Because you know what you're not know. able to do. Well, you got to let know. it go. You got to <laughs> let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> wow. I mean, very cold, impressive. I think what never... you're basically saying is you got to Elsa that stuff right there. <laughs> you do. You got to do. You did. The cold yeah. never bothered me anyway, and especially not with Shop Saver. <laughs> so before you get frozen, use that promo code. Promo code. Promo code. Promo code Bell to get 15% off your order. Go to www.shopsaver.com today. And now the master, our own master of the cold shoulder, our own Olaf. <laughs> I, I thought it was our own little delicate princess. Our own That's right. That too. 
Paige was out there freezing with us last night at the tree lighting in <laughs> May with her little petroleum tube. There's no tree lighting yet. It's not even Thanksgiving. Oh, no, man, that's yeah. a great gig. No, great gig. no, there <laughs> not are nearly rules. as cold as the year that Bill conducted. <laughs> it was that freezing. year. Was There's no Christmas okay. before Thanksgiving. This is not okay with me. Yeah, it's yep. Jersey. All the tunes. Oh, Everything goes okay. from east to west in this country. That's why it's so early out <laughs> that's there. Right. That's right. <laughs> So Christmas can get to California on time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a little crazy for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I have like a million things about warming up. I did this really cool trip. I planned this trip. Um, it's about three years since I smashed my face, and I thought it was time to go play for Peter Bond, my former teacher. Yeah. So so I flew out to Albuquerque. I did take the bike as well, and um, played for him. He says you you always make me sound really mean. And I'm like, well, you're the one saying the words to me. (laughs) 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 So he was super honest and super helpful. And, um, you know, things like that's not working at all. Why don't you try it a different way? (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. It was very cool. And then he was like, that's really, that's really good. And I was playing some of the thing in the morning and he yelled from the other room, show off. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> no, it was, it was really good. Then now I got were you, word. Were you down in the, uh, the new, the new area? Like the, the whole, uh, the practice? No, he, st- st- he hasn't, moved, hasn't moved yet. Okay. We did the bike. We put the bike together down there. Okay. So he, has cool. the, he has all the bike stuff down there, um, but he hasn't moved out of his studio yet. Okay. So he's and still I was in like, the room well, upstairs. I can, I can move stuff. I'm not very smart, but I can lift heavy things. I can move stuff. <laughs> but he was under strict orders. Carla was at a conference, and so she said, "Do not make Brian move all the stuff into the into the man cave." Fair, okay. Which was so nice. you're, you're still upstairs. Yeah, so it was it was great. We had a great time. Um, but while I was there, I got um, a phone call that I had to divert my flight not back to Philly, but up to Boston to hang out with my parents. So I came up here for a few days, and uh, mom's doing great. Um, Good, and we think she'll come home. Um, little medical emergency th- there. Yeah. Tomorrow, so, yeah, medical she's emergency. Good. She's good. And then also at the same time, little medical emergency with my wife back home, who is also fine. Just <laughs> you what know, you need. I would like her to actually slow down a little bit so I can keep up when we go running. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Here's the thing. This is all just because you planned a trip for you. <laughs> That's right. That's when the stuff breaks. I wanted to get a little bit better. No. Um, and so, of course, on the way back from from Boston, of course, what happens to the trumpets? You have to check them. Oh, and so no. my B flat. Oh, no, no, no. Bell bent. No, but you didn't have to check them to get there. Oh, no. Southwest was fine. Yeah. Oh, different yeah. airline. No problem. Did not come back on Southwest. Who, who came back are we on... throwing under the bus? American. Yeah, it is. There yep. it is. And uh, and I was like, you know, this is these are expensive instruments. They're going to get damaged. Maybe if we hand check onto the plane and then just meet it at meet me at the door and they were like no no it goes all the way through the conveyor belt on the other end oh no so that's to me as a policy decision but so and i didn't notice this um and i flew back in time for the dress rehearsal and the show uh i didn't notice that my cornet had two braces broken oh <laughs> on it as mm. well and the the tunings the the lead pipe was bent wow so i took it to took it over to coles where where my guy jeff works on it and uh he said no problem. It they work great. They play great. It's no problem. Except that when you take the dent out of lacquer, of course, now there's a line across. Yeah, you can always the see bell, it a little bit here inside and, there. and yeah. outside. Yeah. yeah, but it worked. It worked fine, and uh, they're fine. But that was uh, that was really 
really that's fun. That's the worst. There's nothing worse than seeing your horns break. Yeah, yeah there's and, nothing worse. And you Somebody have a heavy duty me, case too, right? I have a Marcus Bona case. Yeah, yep. it's a really good I would case. Trust the Bona case. Yep. I, I have maybe I've gate checked those. I've never put one all the way through like you had to do. I think but I have check gate is check, fine. And yep. I, they've been and they've been fine. I, I've had I, those pre- packed pretty pretty well and a gate check a few times and it always worked out just fine. But never I had to all gate check through. I had to once gate check a guard bag and oh. that came through fine, the gate Ooh. check. But going on the conveyor belts, that just that's not no, okay. That's, that's right. And so I knew I was in trouble. So mm. we'll see. It was not expensive to to fix, but um but I am hopefully going to get American to reimburse me. Um, but uh, somebody asked me, like, since you were up with your parents in New Hampshire, and I'm back in New Hampshire, actually, um, they were like, mm-hmm. what, did you enjoy the time off the horn? And I was like, did I did enjoy <laughs> I, the what? I, I don't understand the question. I did time, not understand what, the question. Wait, what, what time off the horn? What are you talking about? I It was silly. I played two and a half hours every single day right. that I was here. Uh, I mean, one afternoon I was out in the car practicing, but you know, that's, you know, that it didn't stop for that. Right. Um, and everybody's fine. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a really funny, funny comment. Um, and then just a PSA for everyone is please always go see your doctor for your annual checkups. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Do, do what she tells you when she's there saying you should do this to your diet and take these pills, do what she tells you. So um, that's just a little PSA. Thank you. Yeah, everybody was, in my family. I, I, I fine, was a but... little guilty of that recently, uh, a couple of years ago, because <laughs> Deirdre said to me, what is the last time you saw a doctor? I'm like, huh, I guess it has been a couple of years. So I called and found that my doctor had retired. Oh, <laughs> so okay. like, yeah, I guess maybe I've been a little lax there so uh yeah got on the wow. list it's, it's not always easy to just start with someone and, and so i was That's on the right. list and then uh, the office actually called and said we have a new doctor joining us she'll be taking patients so i said great get me in and she's been Sign me she's up. been awesome she's yeah. been great but yeah. Yeah. i came we'll in and she doctor. says so wh- the first time i said what she goes why are you here and i said well it's been a couple of years She's like, all right, let's let's check you out. So, according to your chart, it's been more than a couple of years. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. they do yeah. have the receipts. Yes, exactly. So back yeah, on. It. Back my on mother said to me, she said, you know, I don't go, didn't want to go see the doctor because they find stuff, and <laughs> you know, I'm pretty glad they did. <laughs> they do. That's the way that yes, works. That is better than the that, other option. Yeah, that part yeah. down. Yeah. That's hey, right. Uh, well, I'm glad she's on the mend and yeah. uh, things are looking up there, man. That's very, great. very much so. Uh, Joey, what do you have for us? All right. Uh, as you guys know, I told you I was heading out to Utah. So oh, I, am, right. I am back from the uh, great state of Utah where I played a week with the Utah Symphony. We had Audra McDonald as, a, uh, as the, fe- the featured soloist there, who is Ding. just Ding. an amazing singer. I mean, she does Super awesome. everything. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of Broadway stuff and some swing stuff. And then uh, then she says, okay, now we're going to do, uh, from Porgy and Bess, we're going to do Summertime. And she puts the oh. microphone down, <gasps> steps out really? to the front of the stage. And wow, and pure like pure opera, you know, no mic, fantastic. big call, mm. enormous voice. Just I was like, yeah. wow, that's that's impressive. That was that was really yeah. good. Uh, so that it was great fantastic. to be out there. Um, I didn't really know uh, Jeff Luke, who's their associate there, and Paul Teresi is new there. So we got to know those guys. And, and also playing that week was uh, Peyton Sheldon, who's the trumpet teacher at the oh, University yes. of Utah, mm-hmm. who called and said, hey, you're coming come to a class. So 
pretty sure Peyton and I are now best friends because he was very nice to come pick me up, drove me out. And then the first night was a run out to Ogden. He said, we'll do the class and then we can just, I'll just drive you and be great. So he was oh, very fantastic. generous with his time. Uh, he's doing good work out there. got to meet with the Utes of the Go University Utes. of Utah. Go Utes, uh, which was very cool. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a great week, you know, checking out what's going on in Salt Lake City. I'll be back out in Provo in just a few weeks with Boston Brass. So Jeff, actually, who's the associate there, is going to be playing that gig as well. Mm. So that was very cool. We'll get to we'll get to oh, play together man. again. Uh, but yeah, great trip, a lot of fun. Nothing uh, happened to your horns, right? orchestra. No, but I, I dial. I mean, this is one of the reasons I book on Southwest is because they only have one size of airplane, so mm. you know what size the overheads are. Yep. Uh, so you have that kind of consistency. Um, but of course, Southwest, yeah. we walk on with six horns, one on your back. The other in hand, nobody questions anything. Yes, I have, I have absolutely done that. Yes, yeah, I have got a, I have gotten, see, one, two, three, four, five. uh, I have gotten at least five horns, including a bass trumpet flying southwest, and no one has even looked at me and blinked. Now, being my size, I think helps when you're six foot three and large. (laughs) Like if I have a backpack on and it's nice and wide, you can't really tell, (laughs) right. It's so, like a string gym bag. Right, because I'm pretty wide as well. So that, that, that does help. But uh, but no, great time out in Utah. Great orchestra. There, Everybody was lovely. Uh, really fun gig. And great hang at the University of Utah. Go Utes. Go Utes. So, Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill, what do you got for us tonight? Uh, I am just back from a week with the Asheville Symphony. There it is. There you go. And, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, American Portraits Program. Jennifer Higdon. Cold Mountain Suite. Yep. Um, North Carolina Premiere. Uh, great stuff. She was there. It was just oh wow, cool. Person. That's very cool. And very cool. We, yeah, we did uh, Lincoln Portrait. Uh, mm-hmm. and the narrator was Brian Terrell. Brian, I think I'm Terrell. saying his last name right. Brian Terrell played George Washington in Hamilton on Broadway. There it is. I was trying to place that name. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, not bad, huh? And so he did the narration, which was delivered beautifully. Perfect. And then for an like encore, he's a did. Uh, did his thing from Hamilton with the pianist. And is that Brian is. Terrell Clark? I don't know. Yeah. Thinks. Is it? I think that's right. Uh, that's the website. Nice. Anyway. Um, but what a voice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you know, that's like that thing. Like you're in the presence of that. Like, you know, like if you <laughs> yes. could hear like a ton of great singers, but Joey, just like, like you're oh, saying, right. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, Oh, now there's that. <laughs> That's so here's the, the great thing, you know, sitting next to Chris, Chris Underwood, Chris, Dr. Over- Underwood. Yes. Dr. Overmetal. Yeah. Mr. Overmetal. And um, <laughs> so sitting there and, you know, Chris is a big follower of the podcast. As so, everyone should be. Yeah. Yes, so right. when Doing our right. soloist says, I, I will say Peyton, when we got in the car, he says, I need to let yeah. you know, I do listen to podcasts. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Chris, we're sitting there. And so we finished Lincoln Portrait and the, and the guest soloist says, well, you know, in my, I was blessed for, for many years to play the role of George Washington in Hamilton. And in my left ear, I hear, ding. <laughs> Excellent. Chris, wow. Nice ding, call. Dinged the guest artist. That's, That's awesome. Great. Yeah. And then oh. uh, there was a different, we had a different third player this week, a new friend, uh, Brent uh, Bingham. And I didn't okay. know Brent. Right. He's actually an IU guy. Joe. There we went go. To IU back in the day. Yeah, before me. Um, I don't know him. No way back. Yeah. And friend of Jimmy Stokes and just a super nice guy. You know, like it's one of those moments where I was like, Good. just 
trumpet players were like kind of the same everywhere. We're joking about the same stuff. And, you know, it, it just became fast friends. And, uh, you know, like he caught on it quickly because, you know, I'm I'm relentless with Chris, who, who sounds like <laughs> Chris sounds so good. You Which know, is but why I'm like, you have to be mean to him. That's of right. Of course. Right. I'm That's like, how that works. He finished one one segment of something. And I think I said something like, hey, uh, do you have any tuner apps? <laughs> and Brent, I could tell, was kind of caught off guard. And then he was like, oh, that's what's okay. We're doing that. We're going to do that. It, it looks like Brent is the principal of the Johnson City Symphony Orchestra. Yes. Is that true? Yes, he is. And I think he plays in Greenville, that's too. Great. There we um, go. Yeah. But teaches, uh, he's doing some teaching over at, at App State with yep. Jimmy Stokes. Nice. And uh, just, just a great guy and an affirming, you know, meet up with another trumpet player. And we just had a blast, man. We just had That's a great awesome. time. That's great. Yeah. How's so, everything uh, in Asheville? Uh, it's stellar as always. <laughs> if you've never been, I highly, highly recommend, recommend it. it. If you have the means. <laughs> you have and the I'm means. out. Out. You're and out. And I'm out. Done. All right, boys, we're caught up. And it is game time. It's a special edition <laughs> oh, tonight. No. Oh, no. Backboard Bingo, the Hayden edition. <laughs> oh, you know, no. oh, last no. week, whenever that was. Where's my card? Blending together. <laughs> it, yeah, I didn't get a card. Did you get your card? It is bingo. I should have a card, right? You should have, Brian has his. We haven't played right Backboard here. Bingo in a while. Yeah. So PDF. You know, we did the whole Clark episode, which I thought we did really well. But then, as it turns out, we didn't actually talk about, you know, Clark. And then you guys didn't know the answers on Jeopardy. We didn't know anything. Time for zero Clark 30. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we knew tonight we're going to do. We're going to we preface. Got zero. See what I'm doing now. We're prefacing. We're going in on, on the Hyden discussion Hyden. with the Hyden backboard bingo trivia game before that. No chance. No this is, shot. This is educational and tests everyone. All right, question number one. And these are multiple choice. Oh, good. We're going to need that. Yeah, I know you will. <laughs> no shot. In what no year? shot. In what year was Franz Joseph Haydn born? A, 1745, <laughs> B, 1732, C, 1680, or D, 1650? Oh, okay. It's got to be the 1700s. can't be the 1600s, right? Right. I'm the right. one asking the question. No, I'm talking to Brian. So <laughs> it, it, no. Bach is 1685, so it's got to be after that. How old was he when he died? Well, how was it what old was what, he when he when he wrote the when he wrote the the I think uh, it was pretty late in life concerto. for him. It was it his was last late, concerto. It was it was late in life, but it can't be the 1600s. Give us the 1700 no. dates again. There are two dates, 1745 17, yeah. and 1732. 45 seems late. Was he 70 when he I think it's seventeen. I think it's seventeen thirty-two. I think it's. I think it's thirty-two. I can, I can go with seventy with thirty-two. That seems right. old. You guys 70? have to agree on was. this, or yep. No, I'm or kidding. Joey has to play. Or, or Bill has. has Bill has to play a double C. I can't reach my horn from here. Okay, <laughs> it is B seventeen thirty-two, March thirty-first. There we go. Seventeen thirty-two. There it is. There it is. And he died in while we're here. Uh, after that. Yeah, 1809. <laughs> yes. Wow. Shortly thereafter. Old guy. Yeah. Wow. Old man. Right? Good for him. Yeah. All right. Question two. Question number two. Thank you. 
What is the birthplace <laughs> of Franz Joseph Haydn? A, Germany. B, Switzerland. C, Austria. D, Northern France. No, he was Austrian, right? I mean, yeah, we know that. Austria. Yeah, he's Austrian. Austria. Right? It's Austria. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one. Well, we see, the angle was he could have been born somewhere else and then moved there. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like my mother claims I'm not actually Texan because I was born on federal land. Oh. <laughs> I can see why that That's would upset great. you. Yes. She's like, listen, <laughs> you were born on an Air Force base. That's federal land. So. <laughs> not technically a, You're not, not technically Texan. <laughs> so. That's her way out. Yes. Okay. Question number three. Question number three. In what court did Haydn most famously serve as composer and chorister? A. Brandenburg. B. Esterhazy. C. Common Pleas. D. Innsbruck. <laughs> Please. <laughs> What was that pronunciation on the third one, please? Common please. Common please? The common please court. Court of common please. <laughs> uh I actually think I know this one. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You should know this one. You should he was an Esterhazy guy, right? That's right. Yeah. 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 Like we know that. And yeah, we know that. guy. Well, you guys but are doctors. I, I don't know for, that stuff. It's good yeah. for context, right? Yeah. People need no, to no. be reminded. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. See, I didn't sleep through all those history classes. All right. I did. I didn't take them. (laughs) (laughs) My master's is in jazz studies. I was told there'd be no history. I think this is question four. After Haydn's death and burial, his grave was ransacked and part of his body was actually taken. A, his right hand. B, his left hand. D, his head. Or E, his femur. There was no C there. You said A, B, D, C, E. A, B, C, his head, D, the femur. Right. Okay. Run those through again. Really? A, yeah. his right hand. <laughs> B, his left hand. C, his head. D, his femur. I think you've told us this before and I've already forgotten. Brian, do you remember this? It seems like it would... It would it, it, I, it should be his head. There was it a discussion about an extra head in somebody... Uh, yeah, yeah, it was an ex- a discussion about somebody's extra head in the... Yeah, is this a head? Yeah. It was a yeah. skull. Yeah, it's yeah. A skull. there we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah, good yeah. for you guys. Remembering just enough to not be disqualified. <laughs> not exactly. totally full. Hey, I remember a, something about, about an extra a, head somewhere. A, a, something about a skull somewhere. Let's call. <laughs> All right. Question five. Yeah. Question number five. Due to his facial features, Haydn is most often mistaken for this historical figure. A, Attila the Hun. <laughs> B... George Washington, C. Mary Todd Lincoln, or D. Ichabod Crane. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's right. That's George Washington. Is that so, true? I will agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> if you look up Haydn, Bill thinks he looks up, exactly like George Washington. He looks like George Washington. <laughs> I will look. I haven't been Googling because I've Bill's been the only to... one who makes that mistake. <laughs> yeah. Since I wrote the question, I, mean, I make it sound like everyone thinks that. That's a, a people are saying sort of vibe. Is that what you're contention? Yeah, everyone's saying it. Wait, this gets better. My okay. reasoning gets better. There we go. At least you guys knew it wasn't Mary Todd Lincoln. All right. Well, that would have been 100 years later. It's hard to mistake them. And I may have made Chris laugh a couple of times in the middle of Lincoln Portrait when the, you know, there's a, that's what he said. And I would yes. say that's what she said. That's what Mary Todd Lincoln said. 
Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. When asked who was his best friend, Haydn was known to quickly reply, A, the Prince of Esterhazy, B, the Duke of Graz, C, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, or D, anyone other than Anton Weidinger. <laughs> he was he was best friends with Weidinger. No, he said anyone what? Yeah. Anyone so, other than Anton Weidinger. Wasn't oh wouldn't you go with the prince? That's who gave him all the money, right? And then his best friend? Yeah. That's my guess. Really? Prince of Esterhazy. Sure. Go over always follow the money. It's a great way follow to follow the money, yes, that's what you do. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we yeah. can go with that. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a correct answer? No. Okay. You just made it up? I just completely made it up. Yes. How would anyone know? Who? No one was asking people in Haydn's age, day and age who their best friend was. And even if so, who would have recorded Listen, that? when he did his interview with Teen Magazine, that was one of the <laughs> questions. <laughs> and I don't think enough people have really read that interview. When he won his Grammy. Teen Bugle <laughs> Magazine. His Grammy. When he won... The funny Grammy. part is, is that he won it for pop at the time. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. That's Sorry, right. he did. So I say. All right, next question. Next How many question. symphonies did Franz Joseph Haydn write? All of them. A. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> My God. Salieri, maybe. A. One hundred. B. One hundred six. C. One hundred twenty. D. Two hundred. One hundred six. It's either 106 or 120, right? You yeah. thinking 106? You feeling good about it? No, I don't feel good about it. But 200 seems like too much, but it was not 200. No, it's, I think that's too many. But it, it's over 100, right? It is over 100. It's definitely over 100. So 106 or, or 120? That's the question. That's the question. B 106, C 120. Brian, you're saying 106? I, I'm saying 106. I will stick with the good doctor and say 106. Is that your final answer? It's a mistake. Sure. Yes. You're right. Oh, Nailed it. 106, Good Brian. job. Brian, you said that like you actually knew it. I he was super it. confident. He totally For some reason, it. that's that's in he my had brain. It. Yeah. <laughs> he totally had it. All right. Next question. Make it easy. Last True or one. false? False. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated. <laughs> True or false? Overrated. <laughs> when Weidinger asked Haydn to write the concerto in E flat, Haydn was reported to have said, "Keyed what?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to change my answer to it. Should be true. It was totally true. <laughs> it should totally be true. <laughs> so. I say this. I couldn't find anywhere that indicated he never said that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, we can't prove he didn't say that. That's research. Say it. And it <laughs> yes. seems to me like if you're just deducing the way that conversation went, that was probably it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you know, Anton had to say basically, hey, I, I got something I want to show you, and I need you to do me a favor. He, yeah. <laughs> but it had to be how that started. He called and yeah. said, what are you doing right now? He, I like he called. Right. So he picks <laughs> up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, they did this over a beer. He spit out his beer and said, like, he sent what? a scribe. <laughs> he sent a scribe. <laughs> what are you doing yes. right now? And they, scribbled back. And then the scribe left with that. Okay. Haydn's work as a composer was so prolific. Wait, he there's was still given... more? Yeah, there's okay. two more. Okay. 
Just wow, checking. killing us. Ten well, total. You, there were numbers earlier, and then we suddenly I ran know, out I of numbers. I lost track, and I yeah. didn't number, and then it's he so was hard told to count. there wouldn't be math. Well, it's so hard to count. It is. I had a problem indenting. Okay. okay. Hyde's work as a composer was so prolific, he gave. Uh, he was given more than one nickname. A, the father of the symphony. B, the father of the string quartet. C, F-J-H-O-G. D, <laughs> A and B. Okay. F-J-H-O-G needs to be somebody's license plate. That is really great. <laughs> like, that's gold. <laughs> it's better than Lipsler. Right, Wait, exactly. Lipsler. I mean, right. listen, I mean, Alison Balsam, uh, like, has been, she traveled a lot, played the Haydn a lot, and it's, it's gorgeous playing. That yes. needs to be her license plate. It should be F-J-H-O-G. <laughs> like, I will pay for that. Somebody can put us in touch. I do not know her. Like, that needs to happen. We know people. We have friends in common. Exactly. I I think that is A and B, though. Yes, A and B. It is A and B. He was both the father of the symphony and the father of the string quartet. All right, and your final question. Final question. Thank you. What is the primary difference between modern-day performances of the concerto compared to performances during the time of Haydn's life? A, the fourth movement is now customarily omitted. B... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everybody just went wait what <laughs> oh my god that's fantastic <laughs> hiding four and what, what most people don't know is the 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 real early experimentation in 12 tone in that fourth movement didn't... <laughs> yeah, that, well and that's why i didn't make it really the serialism yeah was... they weren't we just weren't ready for it yet no a lot of people say that the fourth movement was just to send uh military war signals Exactly. Without being caught. It was yeah. coded. Exactly. It right. was all code, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is why they made up the Enigma variations machine. Which <laughs> they use. Exactly. Right? Other people have not put all this together, and that's why you right. gotta come to this podcast that's to get why. that together. That's yeah. how they won the war of eighteen twelve. Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> well, okay, nineteen twelve, but okay. <laughs> no, this was this was late seventeen hundreds. War of seventeen twelve. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who was born in seventeen thirty two. Exactly. All right. A, the fourth movement is now customarily omitted. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of that. That's B, really great. That's good. B, it is in tune. <laughs> well, who's playing no, it? Not always. <laughs> this is, I've seen a lot of YouTube videos to know that part's not true. <laughs> C, it's on the radio more now. Uh, it, <laughs> more. It was on the radio a bit then, is what you're saying? Yes, exactly. It was on the radio some. Some. In 1796 but, or but whatever. Not, a, not appreciated until later. Okay. Um, and D, valves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Li, li, I'm going right for D, valves. I'm going for D. Okay. Valves. Yeah. Although I'm hoping, I don't know that we'll have time to get radio to the fourth more. movement uh, in this episode, but I yeah. think we probably should revisit that. We'll come back. Yeah. It's we'll so have a whole missing movement episode for all the other <laughs> all the other solos as well. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, boys, time for a couple things. Deconstructing things is fun. You know, tearing them apart and putting them back together. It's hard to imagine uh, a more re uh, a more assigned piece or a more recognizable piece for trumpet than the one and only concerto in E flat by Franz Joseph Haydn. We play it, we teach it, we can't live without it. So today, in honor of our patron saint Anton Weininger, we take a deep dive on the <laughs> Haydn concerto. Yes, we do. So I, this is where I always want to start. We may have had some conversations like this before, but 
I think sometimes the Haydn is almost kind of taken for granted because it's like, yeah, why it's a Haydn, whatever, move on, blah, blah. So you've got to put yourself in the historical context of, yeah. you know, it's 1800 and we now have this new instrument that allows us to play chromatically. Because before this, what? Tra- yeah, keyed, exactly right. Yeah. So FJHOG writes us something. So, <laughs> so right off the bat, and when you start this piece, right, we start the piece and it's, you know, one, two, three, it's scalar. You're up and down the scale. And it's like, yeah, whatever. And in fact, there's even a couple of things at the beginning. You play one note, bomb, little fanfares, bum, 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 fanfare. Yeah. Okay. Trumpet concerto. I get it. This is what trumpets do. Right. Up and down the scale. This is what trumpets do. So then when you get to the very beginning, that chromatic line the f- I, the idea but, right. of being there the first time that happens i imagine you know people who know what's going on like hold on what was that, <laughs> See, that right? excuse think, me i think that happens sooner it happened at the beginning because they couldn't play the first three notes they can't play a scale in that register yep in that register sure but if you had a long enough horn you could play in that register but the chromaticism part for me come right. on you can't I play chromatically it. no shot yeah. I, can't I love the I love the trick at the beginning of. I do too. He's say, duping him in like yep. everyone's like great. More timpani parts. Fantastic. Oh goody, yeah. Oh great. Oh, fanfare. Awesome. Parts. But then it's got to strike him as a little odd when the scale comes out in the low register, whether it's a longhorn or not. Well, first yeah. of all, it's not a longhorn. It's this keyed what? It's, it's this a, weird looking thing. Looks yeah. really this strange. Little mini serpent looking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Totally fair. Clarinet so keys that, on it. So you gotta that, you've gotta come at the solo from that context of this is new and it's stuff we could not do before. Yeah, like you're you're retelling this thing and you're you're revealing this stuff for the first time. Yeah. Right? It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And then the the way that he bounces back and forth, it is tongue in cheek, right? He does have a mm-hmm. sense of humor. And they talk about that in Haydn's writing all the time. But right. when he drops back to the timpani stuff again, that is sort of him thumbing his nose like <laughs> Right. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, how many times you go, dum, 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 deem. Oh, you know, because like, oh, we're right. right back. Oh, 5 1. Awesome. Great trumpet writing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do that again. Well, and why the, he could get away with it was because, oh, gee. He's the FJHOG. <laughs> at this point oh, in his life, he could do whatever he wanted. Yes, he could. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's well established he's at this point. Basically, mayor. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Somebody, a, a composer that was this well established. I mean, had it been someone else, do you think this get, takes off in the same way? That's the interesting part. Probably oh. not. No. No, because it wouldn't. No. The, his name alone at the top was an endorsement. And right. It gets it played. That. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what gets it played. Otherwise, eh. oh, yeah. For, you got a thing for a key bugle? Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Oh, never Haydn s- wrote you a concerto? Okay, yeah. let's get that on the program. Other than that, never sees radio. Right. That, that's why it was so what, <laughs> wasn't on the radio never. as much back then. As, as much, right? <laughs> as much. I mean, a little bit, just not it, as much. It does not get a. It does not get a look. Yeah. Hey, and this week, new for Mister Hazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is true. It's I mean, beautiful. we you know we talk about this with students all the time. The uh, the idea that everything should be equitable and fair is a great idea, but it is not true, right? No. So you know, there are times where. <laughs> Things happen. You go. How does that happen? Oh, so and so knew somebody, or they ah, they knew this person. That's a, that's wow. how this that's that's this piece. That's how they this were happened. drinking buddies. This piece so, is. Hey, write me something. You're hiding, and he's like, oh, okay. And because he's hiding, then it gets played. 
Right. So I, I was reading this dissertation by um, a guy named Jeremy Sexton. Um, from, Are you he, the guy that reads dissertations? Yeah, I read I this dissertation. I always figured there would be one, and we know <laughs> I, him. It was kind yeah. of fun. Um, but he had a he, he said he thinks that the the short snippets of phrases um, were because he didn't really trust that Haydn really didn't trust Feininger to be able to come through. <laughs> I was like, he's like, yeah, I'll do this, but I'm not sure he can play Are that you long. Saying in their comment, no chops. I'm writing, wasting all the time writing this piece for this no chops idiot. He had all the high chops, right? So the high, the high well, call he, is all he did. He did write him up to a high B flat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had all those high chops. That's what he was doing, right? He right. was the Reno register playing lead and the whole, the whole bit. And he was also, you know, fairly fighting the original a, lead player. Yeah. He, oh, lead. he was the own lead. He was the hip cat. lead because Rika was just killing the market. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Rika did sort of own the market, but he was over in Leipzig. Yeah. So, yeah. Rika is like the Wayne Bergeron. Of, of the Baroque era. Of the Baroque era. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say that's fair. Yes, yeah, that's I would true. say that's Nobody totally else fair. is really getting much work. Right. Because <laughs> he's doing it all and killing it. Yeah, so yeah. why bother? Yeah. So Weidinger's a lead player. He goes to Haydn and says, do this thing. Do this thing. So Haydn he, knows it well enough to know he can do that stuff. He's yeah. like, show me what it's got. But show me I'd what lo- it can do. I love this idea. That he was careful with the rest of it. Yes, he was. You're right. Yeah. He might get tired here. <laughs> Let's make sure and give him some rest. Yeah, and it is I, true. They're relatively right. short phrases. Yeah. yeah. But this is great context so far, right? And uh, Joey, your thing is a, is a great way to kick this off because this is that informed context, right? Of the big picture. We're zoomed out. Yeah. Like this is really the message you're trying to send. Yes. And everything that comes along is you're just revealing this other new stuff that it can do. Right. Look at all this because it starts, you know. Starts with calls, mm-hmm. moves into got some scale stuff. Ooh, got some chromatic stuff. But then, then we start moving to some more virtuosic stuff. We've yep. got some sixteenth notes. We've got trills. We've got runs. We're flying around. Well, basically, we've got Clark. <laughs> there we go. It all comes back to Clark. I'm just saying. It all comes back to Clark <laughs> oh because all that stuff is essentially Clark. That's that's actually true. Yeah. <laughs> But also, also different key centers, which is you know for trumpet players can't mm-hmm. be done. You know, right. you're starting on your major, and then it comes back in and and sort of in a, in a relative minor, and then it moves around yet again, right? So right. moving key but, centers, which again on trumpet you can't do without you know changing crooks in the right in that time. So, yeah. yeah, trumpet players yeah. weren't doing that. So. And don't don't overlook again the the vast contrast in this from the timpani stuff, from the new trumpety technique sort of stuff, and then the lyrical stuff mixed in because the more different those three things are from one another the more effective the whole thing is right don't don't overlook the lyrical stuff but then okay so i mean we're we're still in the first movement right because this is all this is all just in the first movement which is amazing Mm -hmm. it's great Mm -hmm. so we get all of that stuff so we get you know we get the the calls we get the the scalar we get the the chromaticism then we get the virtuosic stuff and we've got the good range stuff but then we Mm -hmm. actually get a cadenza yeah. Yes. Hey. Big deal. Big That's deal a huge for a trumpet, deal for a trumpet player. Yeah. Yes. Massive. Because mm-hmm. then oddly you get it. Yeah. And oddly enough, this is from the modern practice part. I think this is where we need to start taking some advantage because yes. there have been lots of great cadences. I have transcribed a few myself. Um, mm-hmm. and, and played them right down the pipe, you know, like, oh, that's Maurice Andre's cadenza. Actually, I like Winton's cadenza on this. Um, yep. uh, they're great. But 
what's a cadenza for? Have we talked about this really? Like, what is a cadenza for in a concerto or in any solo? When you have a cadenza, what's the intent of that existence? It's a great question. Uh, to make other people feel bad about themselves. <laughs> well, that is part of it. <laughs> that's that's the most trumpet player answer possible. <laughs> Ding. Yeah, totally. Yes. Right on it. That's the trumpet player $1,000 ring the bell. Exactly. But, right. But can, we could argue that the cadenza is where now you show us what you bring to the table. This is about your individuality. You show mm -hmm. off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What What have you got here? So I want, when you're playing this, I want you thinking about that, that what do you bring? What do you do? What do you think? This is individual. This is where you get right. to say something. Which is why you should write your own cadenzas. Yes. That's where I'm going. And now see, yep. so when I, I've told this story before, I was an undergraduate, I think it was a sophomore, I won the concerto competition at IUP. Ding. 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 Playing the Artunian, but the conductor. <laughs> However wouldn't rent that he refused to rent the parts of course and not. he says to me yeah you can play the hide and we own that oh. right now what a, i was like oh Devastating. so my teacher wanting to turn it into a thing and make everything make my life better goes hey this is going to be great you're going to learn how to play the e-flat trumpet and we're going to write your cadenzas together and suddenly go. i was happy yeah you know what i mean it turned it around and yeah. we did and that was an amazing thing to be able to do that I, you have to do that i don't know if i've told this here before there was a student here who ended up in my studio and he and Ed Cord had just sort of gotten to a place where they both thought maybe let's go some other place. He was really into new music, electric mm -hmm. stuff, doing everything he can and just didn't want to do anything traditional. But I'm saying, okay, listen, you're a performance major. Knowing about this canon, I think is an important part of being a trumpet player. So I'll make you a deal. You learn the Haydn for your junior recital. You can do anything you want to the cadenza. And he said, anything I want? I said, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 so we get yes. to the recital hearing, of which at least three, <laughs> at least five faculty members show up for the hearing. And Ed happens to be on the, on the hearing. <laughs> so he comes out, and he's going to do the first member of the Haydn as part of the hearing. And he gets to the end, and we get there, and he goes crazy. Like I'm just all <laughs> kinds of way non traditional, non I'm like not it. in the in the spirit of F J H O G in any OG. way. Right. <laughs> right. Ed looks over at me and he says, Are you okay with this? Which is very nice of him, by the way. Like, you know, because he could basically yeah. at that point say, I don't think it's okay. And I explained to him, I told him, You need to learn the Haydn. It's important a piece in our history. But the cadenza can be all yours. And he went, yeah, fair enough. He did a nice job with the first movement, but there it is. The cadenza <laughs> right. is yours. Make right. it your own. If you uh, listen to a, if you listen to a Haydn scholar talk about Haydn cadenzas, um, trumpet players generally are way too conservative. Way too they write their that, write their own cadenzas. Agreed. Uh, so we're. I think we've mentioned these on the show before. Uh, Marcus Stockhausen. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Cadenzas in yeah. Haydn. Yeah. Those Fantastic. are outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> But I think this is a major point here because a lot of times, you know, the Haydn is a really tuneful kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like when you think about the amount of trumpet technique you really have to learn and apply to the Haydn, it's not, come on, I mean, it's not a ton. It's, yeah, it's, it's not revolutionary. It's, yeah. it's not Tomasi or something like that, right? Right. right. So that's a, this is a good place to invest your time and make it your own. I totally. love this. Absolutely. I love that this is where we landed with movement one. It's a big surprise. You got to get. You got to display all these things and the cadenza. Don't bypass the cadenza. Yeah, that's important. That's huge, huge, huge. Make sure you remember that that these guys both said cadenzas with an s at the end. Yeah, and I want. I want to come back. I want to come back to that. 
Yeah. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Let's come back to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now, uh oh, now we're getting to Bill's ready. favorite part the second movement. It's all about the second movements with Bill. All about the second second movements. In fact, I could point you toward a recording. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. It's interesting. Now, a a quick aside here, of course, I I think the Haydn should be done on E-flat. Yes. So as I was hanging out with Chris. The Germans disagree with you. So do the uh, English. So do the, so the Brits. Apparently, I'm, so the Brits. Yes, they do. Yeah, uh, I might argue that ideally it should be performed that way. I think the first time you learn it should be on B flat trumpet. Interesting. Yeah. And so this is what Chris is saying in England when he was there during his study. It's like all every audition, whatever. It's it's on there, and it's it's going to be on B flat trumpet. And it says yep. on B flat trumpet. It says on B flat. Same is true in in um in Germany. Every audition, I'm okay with this rotary and valve. What, yeah well yeah that's what chris said too rotary yeah, on yeah, rotary, rotary. Yeah, yeah. On the rotary. so joey why not to challenge you but just to say no, no. just explain uh, why I, well uh, generally i think when people are learning this whether they're either like you know good high school players tackling it or young college students like getting it together they don't have a lot of experience on e-flat trumpet yet right so what they do have experience is on b-flat trumpet well let's put that experience to use and you should be able to make this sound convincing and great on B flat trumpet, I might have a little bit of bias here as there aren't a ton of professional <laughs> recordings, but maybe the most well-known recording of this on B flat trumpet is Gill's is Gil Johnson's. Yeah. And it's like, right, play it on B, put it right there. We play B flat trumpet, learn it on B flat and then make the decision of, well, yeah, I'm because I think what a lot of people do is they get an E flat trumpet and say, okay, time to learn Haydn Hummel and, and Neruda. Right. I'm like, whoa, 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 let's back up. And we've talked about this before. I want you to learn how to play the instrument first, and then let's get some lit together. Yeah. And we know how to do that, don't we, Brian? Yes, we do. (laughs) Right. But that's the idea. So I think my favorite exercise out of the Clark book. (laughs) (laughs) But right. So let's get that together. Let's let's get the let's get your E flat Mm -hmm. trumpet together. And then when you're ready on the E flat trumpet, having already learned it on B flat, and then you come at it again. Right. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it just opens up, right? And, and I will say, I'm, the second movement is beautiful on B flat. It does mm-hmm. lay really well. It works B-flat. really it's well. Yeah, challenging enough, and you know, really kind of sweet sounding in that key. Yeah, but if we're talking about the second movement, and we are, and we are, let's <laughs> let's make this very very clear. Do not overthink this. The second movement is just a pretty melody and nothing more. It's a lovely, lovely melody. Yep. Don't screw that up. Yeah. Don't, don't complicate <laughs> that. Make all you have to do to make that second movement convincing is play a really lovely song. That's all you have to do. Right? right. Am I? No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. There's no tricks. Absolutely right. It's not. A, it's not ridiculously like technically demanding. It's not too range demanding. It's just a lovely, lovely melody. So just do that. I agree. Now, the thing about the second movement is this uh, tempo. This is the big question because it's often done where it's almost like in a, in, it feels like it's in one. It's so fast, which I don't. Right. But that. there are dirges out there, yes, too, there are. where it's I like it's too. like in a slow six. And it's like, hold on. It's marked on Dante. Isn't the isn't the Maurice Andre recording like at seventy two to the eighth or something like that? 
That's a, see, that's a good on Dante right there. Yeah. To the eighth, it's, it feels that slow. too slow. I for me, I think it's. Yeah. yeah. I like it in a kind of a a, a very relaxed two. Yeah, but that's not going to be at eighth equals seventy two. No, <laughs> it might be a little. Yeah, I like maybe. It. Two's I'm good with the two, but I like it to lean into six in the eighth into six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 you should be counting in six, feeling in two, and making yes. it pretty. There you yeah. go. Yeah, but I don't, I don't want to feel like it's ice skating music. No, but I also don't want to feel like it's never going to end. Well, there's that too. Right. If you're like dun, the Haydn dirge, that's too slow. Yeah, if only you could play it with that much connectivity. <laughs> you yeah. have to if you have to breathe every bar, you're playing it too slow. But it's meant to be big, long phrases here, too. Right. Yes. That, can that we part. can we insert a? I, I have a question here, so I'm just going to ask it. Is there a a version of the piece that you guys like? Yeah. Like, is there a version? A and and sorry. I mean, like a, a recording. And no. And uh, is there an ur text that you like? Oh, well, now you're getting to my pet peeves. Yeah. You're poking. I am. All right. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Now, I, I think most of us grew up with the same versions of this here and there. And yeah. Here's my national. Yeah, here's my problem. Any art, yes, problem. Scoff. Every marking on there, aside from the notes and the rests, are editor's marks. There you go. All articulations, all uh, uh, phrase marks, all dynamics, all of that are editor's marks. None of that's on the original score. You got the notes, you got the right notes in the right order. That's all you got. Are there are there a couple of versions of it that that might people might find helpful? Yeah, I don't have those right in front of me. Like which one's which? The Hick Hickman version. He's pretty clear about mm -hmm. trying to keep things clean. Right. And there is one some... out. I have, I think, um, one that I'm not sure if it's Ed Tars or one close to his. That's oh, just yeah. basically stripped down. They call yeah. it an unedited version. I think it's the. Is that the Crown Press one? Maybe. Maybe. That's that's the one I have. Yep. Yeah. That, that's kind of my go-to. Yep. Right. Because then, it, yes. you know, what you want to be able to do is like, I want the information. I don't need other people's versions right. of this before I start listening. Because then, you know, which when we get to the 16th notes in the first movement or in the third movement, you know, trumpet players that we've talked about with Baroque music, we're we're such a slur to tongue to people, but we're the only ones. Woodwind right. players do not do this. That no, da, 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 which we do all of the time. Yeah. So it's marked like that in a lot of versions. So that's how students decide, well, it's written that way. I guess that's the way I'm supposed to play yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And there are recordings that do that, but that that that's not literally what so Mr. Hyden wrote. You don't go. What do you do? I've done both. Or do you slur it all? No, I don't slur it all. Who would do that? That's crazy. I don't do that. Okay, good for you. <laughs> I slur well, high, high Baroque, right? Coming out of the High Baroque. High Baroque, you're talking about a little... But the slur yes, to tongue would have been... Slur to, slur to, slur to, teary, teary, tea. Well, there's that part too. But I like I, to learn it and do this with my students, learn it, lightly articulating everything and then yeah. make a musical decision after. I like it. Because I, like I think the I think the dot dot that that slur to tongue to is such a trumpet default that <laughs> it's a it's a trumpet decision, not a musical decision. This is true. Yeah, I agree with that. Although it doesn't make those 
It doesn't make those any easier. In fact, it makes them harder. Yeah, possibly because they're like valve slurs. Oh well, I false finger. I'd never do that. Well, I would never go. play two notes in a row with the same fingering. That's crazy. Revealed. Yes. <laughs> Secrets revealed. Totally. No, I do that. Oh, wow. Yeah. F to D, right. one and three. Yep. Always. Absolutely. Every time. So you really are a brass bander at heart. Smooths it out. What do you mean? I've been doing this since like high school. Yep. I figured yep. out. I thought I was cheating. No. Nope. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's all over the brass band literature too. I I learned all those false but fingers I play, in high school. I do I, I do play slur. all the notes on the page though, Brian. That's the <laughs> so, difference. That's yeah. No, you, all by you, you take some of those out. You people are cheating. Like, oh, I'll play these three. You play those four. I'll play that's those right. six. That's no, exactly that's not what a thing. Doing. I, I would look at that. And go. Why don't I just play the whole thing? Yeah, they're after the composite. <laughs> right. Yeah, but so I, I know we lean back to the first movement again, but I also like the idea of listening to a bunch of recordings and coming up with what makes sense to you. Yes. Right. Which yeah. is a part of this music, anyways, that you should be listening to. We haven't really talked about this yet either, and I know we've argued about this before. Trills. Mm. I know what I'm doing, and I like the way I. Do you it. like the way you do it. Uh huh. I'm doing you're, it from above. You're doing, I'm it, from doing above. it from above as well. In this I, piece, I'm with you. On the Hummel, I'm not, and Hummel's but, with me on this. Yeah, it maybe it's far wait, enough so you, away from. You would the start from above on this. Yeah, on this one, sure. My worry is with uh -oh. students is that no, like I, I want them to start from above and I do that, but I'm also not trying to win a job. Am I sending a student to go to a grad school audition? Am I sending them to the wolves by letting them do the trills from above on the Hyden? No, I think most people, people do them. That, oh, no, I think most people do them from above on the Hyden. Do you want them going to a school where they don't make them do that? Well, too, right? <laughs> Careful Here's how you answer. <laughs> We're testing them. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I, I don't. I, I, that would, would never. Play? That would never keep you out of school. Uh, I don't think anywhere no. reasonable. If you're if you're cons, if you're consistent and it sounds musical and good. Right. I. Yeah. We we won't agree on the Hummel thing. Well, Hummel wrote about it. Hummel agrees with me. <laughs> Just saying. If I were you, I'd feel exactly the same. Now, he wrote about the trumpet concerto <laughs> yeah. that trills start on the note. I don't know how to be more clear than that. I'm doing what Hummel said. I love that it's written for the same dude. Right. Yeah. I just love that part. Well, of Hummel it. was going to get everything right that he figured Haydn screwed up. And, and, <laughs> and, and in, in some ways. like, look, I, I know I know you're used to a certain level of information. Look, I'm going to be a little more detailed here. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yo, yo, nice. on. Anything else on the second movement? Play a pretty song. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe don't not too much retard it. at the end, please. Yeah. What's yeah, that? that? Not too much retard at the end. Oh. <clears throat> no, no, no. It it kind of comes down peacefully by itself. You don't need to to overdo that. Yeah, I love I love hearing people struggle to keep the the E flats down, right? The open low C's <laughs> down low enough. I love do I love hearing that. People tighten up by there. Yeah, keep like the trying to keep the beach ball under the water. Just watch uh, them straining. <laughs> the other big issue for me in this movement is the end of those phrases where it typically has the slur mark with the staccatos under it. Oh, yeah, it drives yes. me nuts. Do, 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 do. Lightly just brush those. I just think that's a bad marking in general. I think for Absolutely. students, they look at that and go, well, which is it? Well, the I mean, original doesn't supposed... have it. No, the original doesn't have it at all. But no, I think just there. generally speaking, it's a bad it's a bad marking. Yeah, it's a, it's confusing. 
Yeah. It's contradictory. It's like when people put uh, in three, four, and they put eighth notes with a four tuplet to get over three beats, and that's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also like, so another thought about the second movement is when the piano plays that little interlude in the middle, mm-hmm. right before the trumpet comes back in again, yes. go ahead and put a little retard right there. Da, da, dee, da, 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 and then a tempo right there. And right you back into it. the yeah. lovely. Sure. So you're saying, lovely. you're saying play musically. Yeah, yeah these, these people weren't, the people who were playing this stuff at the time were not robots. I mean, they called each other on their cell phones, but they weren't robots. Right. Yeah. No, the robots Strikes. don't start playing this for another few years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are some of those. Yeah, awesome. But yeah, they would. Yeah, a Haydn scholar would say, "Be musical, right? Take yeah, some yeah. risks. You, get, you can yeah, do that, and, and take some time, right? You get to move that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, beautiful. Moving on, third movement. The third. We're not going to get to the end of the piece tonight, but we will get through the, third movement. the first three movements. Fair. Totally fair. We'll do the rest of this in a follow-up. This, this is where Haydn doesn't trust Feidinger to be able to play to the end, right? This is where he starts breaking things up, making them shorter. Right. They, there are a lot of, now, this is a lot of short things stacked yeah. together. Now that this, is true. This opening lick, uh-huh. is it? That's the tempo. That's Hummel. That's not the solo. To get to this point, two movements. And we just switch. And just switch. So, right. That would be fantastic. So, I would love to put together the composite E flat concerto. Okay. I would do Haydn one. Neruda for two. No, Hummel two. No, Hummel two. No, Hummel's the best second movement. And then the fourth, I'd go back to Haydn. Well, right. That that is the best fourth movement. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Neruda's four is not bad, but it's it's a little little too much like the first movement, though. Well, that's, but that's, that's probably the, with Neruda four is that's when you know it was written for Horn originally. Exactly. (laughs) It really does show. That's where it really comes up. That makes sense. That's true. Which (laughs) is, I can understand why people don't perform it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally fair. So you like you like Hummel too. Yeah, better than it's a Neruda great too. second movement. It's my favorite. It is a great second. It's movement. It's a I lovely do. piece of music. Yeah, it is a lot of trills, yeah. a lot of trills, yeah. a lot of sound. Well, when you when you when you play it correctly and start to trill on, it actually makes a nice line. Yeah. Well, Weininger was a much better player, right? By then, yeah. sure. Yeah, he'd figured it out. And, well, and, then, and, then, and then people stopped using the instrument altogether. Yes. <laughs> Talk about wow. a sh- short shelf life. Three this pieces. is like the eight this is the eight track of instruments. <laughs> it is. He was yeah. super excited. Look, I'm doing this thing. And they were like, oh, by the way, we have valves now. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like, hey, look, you could it's portable. It's on one thing. Like we got a cassette. You can hear everything without chunking through the middle of a tune. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, right. Yes. The keyed bugle is the eight track of trumpets. Yes, I love that. Well, that's but good. yeah, third movement. So it's, right, we got a march. We got we're in a march. We're going. Yes, sure, right? absolutely. Yeah. Two four boom chick boom chick boom chick. I mean, this is like Austrian polka type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep. A little dance. Keep bit. the stress on the downbeats. Right, beginning yep. of the phrase. Yeah, counting two, but playing one. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Counting and two, and, and, and again, like this it. is when we get to the sixteenth. Said, you know, most recordings you hear are going to be slur two tongue two. 
Try learning it, tonguing everything. And if you can really play, and make that lovely and, and and lyrical and good. You broke up there. Did you? Yes, I am advocating clear articulations all the way through a line. And especially this. Those things. Oh, yeah. If you can do How are the string players doing it? They do it first, right? They're not going. No. That's no, exactly right. We've talked about this relative to the Brandenburg. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you're playing the Brandenburg, oh, yes. you're one of four soloists. Don't be the one that's articulating differently than all the other three. <laughs> Everybody else. Mm. Which one of these yeah. is not like yeah. the other? That's right. Right. That's but you good. got some fairly virtuosic stuff going here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is the movement where you have stuff. Yeah. I mean, you've got, you've got the technical. Yeah, you got the technical stuff with the turns, you know, right. But then you got the octave jump, bumping, bumping, dunking, dumping, right. Nice. So the, I think the octaves were easy for for Anton, but did he figure out the little fast trill thing, or did did um, Haydn say, "Show me more what you can do. Can you do that faster?" I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Oh, but a bit, a bit. But how about the how about the dum tick dum tick dum tick dum dum tick dum tick dum tick dum? That's kind of cool, you know. It is, and that kind of leans back to the butte. Like it's that's the mix, right? Because it's yeah, but then the chromatic shift, right? Yeah. And not only that, then the whole line of trills. Descending trills all the way through. Like, oh, sure, you can play trumpet and play chords and octaves and stuff, but can you still be a descending line of diatonic trills? Those trills are a result of him sitting there going, I have got to get this done. There is the voice of a composer right there. How do I get out of this? Land right there. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, from there out, awesome. it's from there out. It's like, give me some five one, give me a short recap, and I'm home. Yeah, yeah, now, that's true. On the on the ends of this, so could we go back for just a second, and then we'll of talk course. about the end. But the all third valve, right? You do the all that. You could fake all those, not fake, but you could just use third valve on those. On the turn part of it, yeah. Ones in C, yeah, yeah. If you're playing on, yeah. Yeah, if you're yes. playing it on E flat trumpet, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah on e flat trumpet. Yeah. Make yeah. that easy on yourself. Right. Now, uh, so just wanted to clear that up. And then to jump to the end, uh-huh. uh, do you what do you do? Do you change the line to go up an octave or do you leave it down on like low C's on the E flat trumpet? I I learned it up. It was written that way on the first edition I had and on the first oh. recordings I have. Wow. So it seems really weird to me to be ending on low C's or low, know. Or, you know, low F's. But that is what the ink is. But and that's the original are, ink, yeah. yeah. Do you kind of creatively yeah. arpeggiate your way up? Do you start in low C and arpeggiate up, or do no. you start up there? I just go bump, 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 beam, bump, beam, bump, beep, beep, bump, bump. Just stay right there. Stay in that octave. I've heard yeah. And I think considering wow. it's ones and fives, you got some leeway there. Knock yourself out. Yeah. So that doesn't bother me. No, you can alter that. It's yeah. been yeah, it's been done enough that he could he could have written it that way. He didn't. He knew he could have written those notes. Mm, sure, maybe because he didn't trust him to be able to play those notes by the end. That now we're yeah. back to he might this. be cashed. Let's end on low C's. I love this theory of mistrust. I love, I love the theory that that Haydn is like. I mean, he's a friend of mine, but he's not that strong. I kind to love that. And there's a good chance he could be hammered when this is happening. Right. <laughs> so let's give, let's give him a nice, easy way out. Now, back to Brian's original point. Cadenzas. Yes. Cadenzas. 
Yes. You want to get to this, Brian? My yeah, my point is um it certainly wouldn't be typical of a wind or a brass piece at this in this time period to do a cadenza in the last movement. Um, it wasn't common practice. And if you look at the actual ink, it's a it's a two bar rest, right? Or two beat rest. Two bars. It's four beats. Yeah. One, two, 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 bam. Boom. Right back in. And then it's basically a coda at that point. It's really right at the end. Exactly. So I would say no. And he actually wrote it that way in the ink. That's where is that? It's in the it's in the library in Vienna, right? I I the Hummel is in the Hummel's in London. Is that where you left it? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I had that score little... sitting around here somewhere. What I mean, Bill, I you went to that? high school with him. Didn't you have it? <laughs> uh, he was carrying around in his trapper keeper. Right. There said, it is. Uh, oh my gosh. He didn't email it to you back then? No. Way no back. He didn't, he didn't share it in pages machine. with Not you? Not back in the day. Are you kidding? <laughs> I have a lovely spirit master of it. There it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's gold. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think that's right. I mean, uh, and there are recordings that have both cadenzas, but right, I, I really think it makes more sense to have one in the first movement and then just take this thing home at the end. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But it's fun to do both. You can do both. Yes. Yeah, you can. You can Your knock face yourself up out for there. it. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, but ultimately, right? You don't have to. You can. You could just wrap it up. Right. But if you were just doing the third movement, for example, mm-hmm. sure, yeah, take the opportunity yeah. at that point. Go for it. Yeah. the the real The real dilemma, in all seriousness, happens when do you do the cadenza if you're including the fourth movement? Because, well, that's a <laughs> that's a harder question. See, that's see what I'm saying, right? Because then the pacing changes completely. Absolutely, and so you know the might... way that fourth movement starts. I don't know. That's a little tricky. <sighs> You might need it then. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're ending at the end of the third movement, I think you want to get out of there. Yeah, then you could just get out. But if you are yeah. doing all four and the piano, especially if your pianist can't handle that introduction of the fourth movement, then you yeah. should probably do a cadenza. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that makes sense. I think that's right. Yeah, that's the way Love to go, it. I think. It's important. Now, is there, here's a follow-up question, is there a more historically profound piece for trumpet than the Haydn Concerto? Ooh, it's such a hard question because I think the easy answer is no. I mean, it, this is this is our this is our first one. It, you know, it represents a lot. There's a, it represents a lot, but but wow. written for a horn, we don't play, right? Yeah, you know. So that's the interesting part of that. It's like, yeah, sure, but is yeah, it really? I think it's super important. But yeah, I I do. I I, I then I make well, sure everybody knows. It. Like this and the Hummel, I think are just things everybody should. Even if you don't perform them, and I think you yeah. should perform them, you, you should work your way through them and know mm-hmm. these pieces. They're important to us. Yeah. They're our history. When I, I was ready to leave North Texas, I, I'm sure I've told this story before, but I said to Keith, can I get a lesson on the Hummel? And he was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really like, it's a big, I'm like, I know, I know, I know. But I'm going to have to teach this thing a thousand times. Right. right. Just, right. I just want to know what you think about it, you know. So he did. He humored me. We went through and he said things and I stopped and wrote it down. But he said, look, if you want to know how to play the Hummel, just listen to Mozart opera. Yep. And you're oh, done. interesting. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. that and then ultimately that's it, which is what I do with the Hummel each time I teach it now is we stage an opera. Oh, nice. So so that's kind of, you know, different voices, different characters for different lines. And it works out. And it comes together easily. But that's that zoomed out thing. Like, Joey, again, the context you provided tonight on Haydn was great, which is 
this was meant to be a surprise. This was meant to yes. reveal yeah. all these things. And that's a people in that audience are going, oh, great, a trumpet voice. concerto. Awesome. Right. This is going to be <laughs> fun. Yeah. You know? And then right away, right squealy. out of the box. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, boys, I think we have done great work and honored the Haydn. But now, can you think of what would be the most historically profound piece for trumpet if it not this? Well, if not this, it would probably Hummel then, right? Hummel. Yeah, I'm going Because it's right behind it. Yeah. That's why they kind of go together. I feel icky picking the Hummel over the Haydn. Well, no. that's Hummel wouldn't. He he, he thinks he one-upped him. He was thinking that the whole time. The whole time. Is he wrong? No. Well, yeah, but, you know, yeah. he was happy with how he wrote it. Feidinger worked on the Haydn for four years before he performed it, yeah. right? So he's a better player. Hummel came into town and said, well, show me what you can do. Show me what Franz Joseph OG did. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, I can I can, I can make do. that better. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I can and do with, that. And with all that knowledge, still could only come up with three movements. I'm sorry. <laughs> I rest my case. Well, <laughs> that's totally fair. He did completely he fell like, short. I'm, ju- I'm just doing three and I'm out. And out. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's come true. on. Yeah. You know what? You know what, Johan? Be better. Okay. Yeah. Well, but talk that's a big game. But that second movement, he's like, oh, pretty song. What if I actually wrote you a real second movement? Come on. Oh, <laughs> a real second movement. What do you call this? Yeah. What is, what is this? What is this? Crazy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think we've done right. it justice. Yeah. All right, boys, time for no offense. Hey, look, operating the trumpet machine is important, but understanding the music you are playing is even more important. Take the time to learn. <laughs> well, about hold the on. Hold of- on. <laughs> what? He was taking a drink of it. I know he was. I saw it. That's wow, how I did no. it. The That's double comparative? <laughs> more importanter? No. No, no, no. It's either more importanter is not a word. It is more important. You spit I'll that all over that. the mic. Yes. I got to admit, my timing on that even surprised me. <laughs> that, that was really like, good. You caught me mid-diet coke, so that was not okay. Perfect. Here it goes. Anyway, take the time to learn about the pieces you play, deconstruct them, give them context, and you'll be much more successful bringing them to life. Right? Absolutely. They're not just, oh, well, I have to learn this because everybody has to learn this. And they get, you learn them like an etude, which you shouldn't learn etudes that way either. You know, these are large pieces of music meant to be solos. You have to be performing these like no one has ever heard them before. And go to Amazon and buy the Dalkvist book. There it is. Dalkvist book, yeah. Um, for your source finding her yep yeah yeah there it is all right boys well that should about do it for today stay tuned tell your friends and neighbors and long live anton Vininger. yes <laughs> f-j-h-o-g while we're at it <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so long for now remember to keep an open mind but more importantly an open bell <laughs>